Well, it's a joy to be with you today. I feel honored to be there in your homes, in your living rooms. I don't want to think about being in your bedrooms, but, but in your other lounge rooms and wherever else you are. And uh, today I want to share with you uh, the third part of this series on, I've entitled, What Is It, Lord? What is this coronavirus? What is this thing that we're all enduring all over the world? All the nations of the world are doing kind of this together. Uh, we're locked in and locked down together. And so, what is it, God? And I, I've taken the title from the morning that the children of Israel woke up. And they saw manna all over the ground. Their world had changed as far as their eye could see. And they said, what is it? Because that's what manna means. What is it? And so I've just been thinking it through and praying. And I'm, I've suggested that this first off is like a, a cyclops. It's a giant that has just risen up in the earth. But one thing we know about giants is that giants reveal us to ourselves. We get to know who we really are when we are standing in front of a Goliath, a giant, or, or a cyclops. And secondly, I've said it's, it's like a, a sifter, and there's sifting happening today. And I, of course, you know, lean so much into what God's doing right now in the church, and there just seems to be a real sifting uh, between, you know, the, the um, consumer-type Christianity and the totally consumed for Jesus type Christianity. So there's, there's a sifting. And last week I talked about it as a shaking as well. And I shared a bit of our story when my daughter and I were in Nepal during the earthquake five years ago. God said that he was going to shake again everything that could be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken remains. And today I want to talk about, I think not only a cyclops, a sifting, and a shaking, but this could be a setup for what God wants to do in the last days. So what's God's ultimate purpose in creation? What's his ultimate purpose in all of creation? It begins with a word, let there be light, and it ends with a wedding with the bride of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb. Creation commences in this marvelous miracle, but it culminates in marvelous matrimony. It starts with a man alone in the garden. And God's saying it's not good for the man to be alone. And so... From his body, from the man's own body, God brings forth a woman, a wife, an intimate companion and co-worker and confidant. And God forms and fashions her to be with him, ruling and reigning in unity with him. She was formed from his side to be by his side. And what God did for Adam from his own body, he does for Jesus from his own body. All of creation 
culminates with the bride of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb. God's plan from the beginning of time has been a bride for his son. Everything was created through him, by him, and for him. You see the scripture there on the screen, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. For by him all things were created, all things were created through him and for him. All of creation is for him. An eternal bride at the eternal side of the only begotten son. This has been God's goal from the get-go. A wife worthy of him. A breathtaking bride for his beloved son. When everything is finished and the world is over, it will have been about him and her. The universe in all of its vastness and the earth in all of its history will come down to him and her. The bridegroom and the bride. The king of kings and the queen of his heart. And everything else and everyone else have just been props and bit players on this stage called creation. Since the beginning, it's been about a bride. Now let me show you how the book of Revelation closes out creation in the world as we know it. In chapter 19 and verse 7, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Jesus is coming back for a bride who has made herself ready, pure, holy, without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. We read about this in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 27, that he might present her to himself a glorious church. Let, let, that, let that phrase, glorious church, settle over you as I speak for these few minutes this morning. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. I believe COVID-19 could be a setup for what God wants to do in these last days. God wants to bring forth his church like shining silver and glistening gold that has been purified in fire, even fire of affliction, something like a COVID-19 fire. Now, the coronavirus cannot hurt or hinder or harm the bride, but it can hasten the unveiling of her and reveal her and refine her it can be a sifter. It can be a cyclops introducing her to her glorious self. 
It could be a sifter separating and shaking the consumers from the consumed. It could be that shaking that shakes everything that can be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken remains. See, I think COVID-19 could be a setup for the glorious church of Jesus Christ to be brought forth in the earth like never before. Now, if you want to know what is happening in the last days, don't look at the Antichrist. Look at the bride of Christ. You want to know what the sign of the end of the world is? It's the church of Jesus Christ, glorious and beautiful and victorious and spotless. Everything else is smoke and mirrors. Don't get caught up in numbers and nations. It's about the church of Jesus Christ. A church that is holy to him and hungry for him. She thinks of him through the day and she longs for him through the night. She loves him. And she loves what he loves. She has passion for him and compassion for those he seeks and those he loves. Her hands are reaching up to him and out to them. Oh, she's something else. She's hot. She's not just playing with fire. She's on fire. She doesn't even know who Luke Warm is. She thinks he runs a kiosk down the street. And she is not here for the loaves and the fishes. She is here for the body and the blood. Just listen to one of her love notes that we actually have recorded in Psalm 63 in verse 1. O God of my life, I am lovesick for you. In this weary wilderness, I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more, with cravings in my heart that cannot be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you, my God. She's not yawning, she's yearning. She's not boring, she's burning. And when you see her, being purified in the fire and sanctified in the spirit and glorified in the sun, you can know that redemption is drawing nigh and Jesus is drawing near. He's coming back for her. Oh, he, he's enamored by her. He's besotted with her. He's infatuated and captivated. His gaze is upon her. He is smitten by her. He is in love with her and he wants her forever and he is about to swoop her up in his arms and take her to his father's house for the marriage supper of the lamb. I think COVID-19 could be a setup for what God wants to do in the last days to bring forth a glorious, spotless, pure and holy church. A church clothed and arrayed in holiness. Tim Keller says that holiness simply means holy his. A church that is holy 
his, to love, to honor, and to obey, to do everything he told us to do in this season of engagement with him, in this season of romance with him, that we obey him, we love him, we serve him, we do what he put us here to do. A church that has gone into all the world and preached the gospel to every creature. When you see that church rising up in the earth, look up, look up. A church that has made his last command her first priority because she loves him and she obeys him. A church who overcomes She overcomes by the blood of the lamb and the word of her testimony, and she does not love her life unto death. The Bible actually speaks that all of creation is longing and yearning and groaning for that church to be manifest in the earth. We read about it in Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. All of the earth, all of creation, the scripture says, is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I believe COVID-19 could be a part of that unveiling. Like with a cyclops and a sifting and a shaking and a setup. I believe there is a hunger for God rising up in you and in me like we have never known before. I believe revival is breaking out in our church and in your home. I believe God is pouring out his spirit right now on your family and on your children. And we read in Acts chapter two and verse 17, and it shall come to pass In the last days, in the last days, in those days when this glorious church, it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I believe his bride is making herself ready. She's laying aside the weight of sin that has so easily beset her. She is cleansing herself from all filthiness of flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. She's looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. She's turning her eyes upon Jesus, and she's looking full in his wonderful face, And the things of the world are growing strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. She is preparing herself and he is preparing a place. While she is making herself ready, he's making everything else ready. And we read in John chapter 14 and verse 2 and 3. Jesus says, there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place? She prepares herself. He prepares a place. That I would prepare a place for you. And then listen, listen to what he says. When everything is ready. But how many know she's got to be ready? And that's the sign of the last days. He says, when everything is ready, I will come and get you 
so that you will always be with me where I am. Everything is getting ready. He's getting ready and she's getting ready. From creation to culmination. From conception to conclusion. From instigation to consummation. In the beginning was the word and in the end was the wedding. And the lamb's wife, she's shining. And she is adorning herself. And she is no longer loving the world and the things that are in the world that the love of the Father might be in her. Look at her. Look at her. She's like Sarah who calls her husband Lord. She's like Rebecca watering Isaac's camels. She's like Rachel, desperate for souls, crying, give me children or I'll die. She's like Rahab, receiving and rescuing and rerouting the messengers. She's like Ruth, proclaiming, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. She's like Esther, pleading for a nation at her own peril, but resolving, I will go in to see the king, and if I perish, I perish. She's like Martha, serving with all of her might. She's like Mary, worshiping with all of her heart. In the last chapter of the Bible, we read, and the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him come and take the water of life freely. The spirit and the bride say, come. Not just the spirit and the son. Not just the spirit and the father. Look at this elevated position of the bride by his side, who is also saying, come. What is this, Lord? What is this COVID-19? Is it going to stop and stoop and stifle and shut down your church? I mean, we're already hearing 48% of churchgoers don't even have the time anymore to visit church online and, and 48%. I mean, Lord, is she going to give up? Is she going to let up? Is she going to shut up? Or is this a setup for her to stand up and step up and stay up and stir up and store up and study up and steady up for the cause of Jesus Christ? I believe you and I are about to shine in a dark and a desperate world like we've never shined before. I believe Imagination's church is stepping into her finest hour. I believe you and your family were born for such a time as this. The darker the night, the brighter the light. And let me just finish with this. Get ready. Get ready for your greatest day. Get ready for your finest fruit. Get ready 
for your best harvest and get ready for your wedding day. Amen.